Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm John. And I'm not Kathy. I'm Slade. <laughs> Kathy is taking some time off still, so we uh, asked for Big Jim Slade to uh, come over and hang out with us again, talk about some RPG stuff. And if I could get one of my mods in the channel to please highlight and give a shout out to uh, Big Jim Slade for and go check out his channel. Make sure you go over there and do a follow. Um, he's always doing cool, random, weird stuff, either playing games playing video games, working on maps, or doing a bunch of RPG. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can always find plenty of stuff on there. Uh, welcome to episode 221. Uh, tonight we're going to talk about like some smaller games, new games, uh, getting new players into it, kind of helping out uh, the next generation of uh, role players type thing, because something came up at work, and I thought it would be a really cool topic. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I had a uh, big gym on. So, uh, with that, let's go and get the business out of the way. Uh, we want to thank Muse on Minis, of course, for hosting all of our information and getting it out for everybody. If you go to their store and you find something you like, make sure you type in more than dice, all one word, and get 10% off everything. Uh, we want to thank Mini Masterworks, where they got the awesome paint shakers and all the cool products that you can get from them, uh, which is a bunch of hobby holders uh, from Game Envy and wet palette that uh, you'll be seeing me use. Um, and, of course, you can use More Than Dice MMW10 to get 10% off all that store. Uh, we want to thank Parabellum War Games. Uh, they make an awesome game called Conquest with some beautiful miniatures, gun fun play, and uh, they are redoing their skirmish rules right now, which are currently in beta, and so you'll see a new set of skirmish rules pretty soon. Uh, of course, don't forget about Turbo Dork if you need some... Uh, metallic or color shifting paints uh, always go check them out uh, next month which is uh what a week away um I don't, yes we won't do a, a july 4th uh giveaway but we'll probably do the weekend that we'll give another way another 50 dollar gift certificate uh to uh turbo dork so be there for that and I then like the uh, 10th of july yeah t- is it july 10th and then don't forget um midnight heroes you can use our code more than dice to get a discount at their store, but also they're running a summer sale, and those discounts will stack if you would like to get a even bigger discount. Um, they sell uh, small bottles of paint, uh, very bright and colorful characters for their chibi models, and of course they do a ton of chibi type poses, which we've got some of those models. And ReaperCon, they plan on releasing the beta rules for their miniature game coming out. And stuff. So cool. Other than that, I think we got all the business. Do we have any shout outs besides a big fuck you on uh, this week? Uh, as far as I can remember, just the big fuck you. Yeah. Okay. Um, we do have to do one shout out, and it's not even a shout out, it's a salute uh, to uh, John uh, having to start over on his hobby streak. Uh, which there's no re- there's nothing bad. It's just he had a very impressive uh, over a thousand days long. What was, it, what was the total we say it was? Sixteen sixty one. Sixteen sixty one. How many how many years is that? Someone do the math. I mean, divide by three hundred sixty five. Yeah, somebody going to do that. Uh, <sighs> John had to, and he didn't have to, but he went to an in concert. I mean- I, I would have gone. <laughs> if I was going to the concert, I had to end it. It just yeah. didn't happen that day. But uh, he went to go see a couple of bands, and a few bands, and so his hobby streak ended. Uh, one of the longest ones I think I've ever seen. Uh, I was actually a week behind the leader. 
Oh, were you? Yes. So, I mean, I wasn't catching anyone. I wasn't worried about that. And at the end of the day, I don't think I have anything to prove to anyone. So, Captain Mizzy, 4.5 years straight, John. Pretty Time impressive. Would have been November for year five. No worries. Yeah. Yeah, it's like not a big deal. I mean, it's just cool. So we salute you on that. Starting over, I guess this is day two? Yep, day two. Season two, day two. Season two, day two. Um, let's get down to the really business that everybody wants to know about everything. This is like the highlight of our entire podcast and what everybody has to hear. John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, I have some uh, Barks mixed with some Kraken. That actually sounds pretty good. It is. You're not like an A&W fan, Barks over A&W? So, since you're taking a uh, rum that has a bit of a punch to it, it's better if you take it with a root beer that has bite to it. That way they meld together and you're not getting weird sweet A&W with a little bit of in your face from the rum. Gotcha. Almost like I've thought this out. <laughs> and, and you'll have the caffeine battle out the rum. Yeah, I mean, at this point. <laughs> Slade, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, actually, tonight I'm drinking some Indian tea. Um, I hadn't been feeling 100%, so... I broke out the uh, was it Tulsi, uh, Tulsi lemon ginger is this one. I've been doing a couple of others too. Some folks that I work with have been supplying me with bootleg Indian tea from India, so <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty great. Awesome. Um, so today uh, I partied a little bit hard and had a few stuff. So today I get to do water. Uh, I need to rehydrate myself. Uh, and get that going. So we're going to be doing a little bit of H2O uh, today. Don't make me feel like I'm the uh, one with the problem. Yeah. <laughs> is, is it a problem, John? Is it? Nope. Okay, then. Besides having two hands and one mouth. <laughs> I got no problem drinking at all. Um, guys, we really appreciate Everybody that comes on here, everybody that listens, everybody that watches, everybody sends me messages saying they're, they're watching. I appreciate more than anything. It is uh, so cool because we're coming up on one of our anniversaries, and uh, it is it is really, really, really interesting to have everybody here and still can continue to do this five years type thing. Um, so here's to y'all. Cheers. 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 Man, that just hits. I mean, hold on, hold on, wait up. Oh, that water, that sweet, sweet water. Oh, fucking yeah! I'm just, I feel so. Oh. I mean, my my cells feel. You know, I'm just feel so regenerated, and uh, so I'm just, yeah. It just brings the tear to my eye. It's so good, oh. that type thing. <laughs> so, um, before we switch over to the paint cam and I do some painting, I wanted to talk about. Um, so this week I. Um, I had a meeting with a colleague, and my colleague said that they started running an RPG for their family. And I thought that was, oh, that's cool. I was like, how long have you been running? I just kind of picked it all up recently type thing was the attitude. And this person picked up a, uh, a box set for Starfinder, uh, which I've never played, but I know the Pathfinder thing, and this is just the sci-fi version. Um, and... Um, the person was talking about, you know, they ran it, and I was like, "Well, did everybody have fun?" She's like, "Yeah," and you know, you know, it was new and interesting, and 
you know, we got through the rules. I was like, I don't know if I got all the rules right and everything. I says, did everybody have fun? And they were like, yeah. I'm like, then it, that doesn't matter. You know, rules rules. As long as everybody's having a good time, um, that's, you know, that's the whole plan of it. Um, and they were, at, you know, the person asked a couple of other questions and stuff. But I was like, man, picking up an RPG now and running it? I mean, there is so many cool starter stuff going on. Because uh, this last weekend was um, free RPG day. Uh, I don't know if anybody's, everybody's, you know, picked up that from the local store. Uh, and I picked up a Starfinder for this person. I'll give it to him. I go see him at work on Tuesday and stuff. But I picked up, um, I, was, I picked up Root, which I've been meaning to pick up the book for a while. But they had this, you know, it's a quick start. You get characters and everything. And the system is pretty simple. 2D6. You roll this amount and add your skill stat. And if you get a certain number, it goes. GM doesn't roll any dice. GM just helps dictate the story. So I thought that was pretty interesting. And then I picked up um, Power Rangers from, you know, because one of my friends worked on it. And I'm not a huge Power Ranger fan. But, hey, it, you know, looked pretty cool. Um, pretty Seemed pretty neat. Uh, it does have kind of that, you know, Power Rangers silly feel to it. Uh, if you remember the TV show, the I, 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 I that uh, uh, the character would do. But, I mean, it's based off in three different systems. So, we're going to be talking about that before we switch over. But I know John has something to talk about on MCP. Well, you asked me to talk about it. Yes. So well, I did because I, I they did a change in the system and brought some stuff out. And I was like, John... What changed and how it changed. So while you're talking about that, I'm going to switch over to Paint Cam. We're going to the website so I can use the right terminology. When I was explaining to uh, Banyan, I just used general terminology because, I mean, I don't really, to be fair, I don't really give a shit about their actual terminology for it. I want to put it in a way that makes it easy for everyone to understand. Yeah. So, so basically, they, they have what they call challenger events. They've made two different formats. Um, which I want to actually use the right terms for just because it will make it ever easier. Um, it smacks a lot of magic and other games and how they've balanced things. This is not a bad thing. Let me just start that off, but it is definitely not a bad thing at all. So, My altar, um, by the way. Basically, there are two sets. There is... Standard and extended. Uh, standard timeline is what they call the best player experience where you have a limited selection of tactic cards. And tactic cards and the uh, crisis cards are the only things that they affect at all. doesn't affect characters. All characters, legal, all the time. <clears throat> so let's make that clear. And basically... Uh, if you've got the X symbol, the hammer symbol, or the building symbol on the tactic card, it's legal completely. Um, that is why in their most recent set uh, box set with the update of character cards, they had reprinted a shit ton of tactic cards. We had no reason why. Like, why are all these tactic cards in here? And most of these didn't have their wording change. Well, it's because they're from the old core Spidey set. And to keep them legal in the new one, they had to reprint them with a new icon on them. So. That is that, is the basics of that. And then, of course, the extended is everything. Uh, and also, in the standard, 
They have a restrict in the band list. There are two banned crisis cards because they are potentially negative play experiences. And then there are two, four, six, eight restricted cards on their restricted list. And some of them are familiar. You'll notice some Brace for Impact patch up have been on there for a while because they don't want to keep too much healing and stuff and damage reduction on available because they want games to progress. Uh, they added a bunch of stuff that people use all the time and some that are just, I think, negative play experiences. And then if the extended one, there's no banner restricted. They might, but in general, they would only do that if it was absolutely completely busted. So that's like really the easy of it's it's not hard at all. All you need to do is uh, hopefully get that new character pack. If not, there's a list online of which cards are in it. So you can just sort out which cards you can use if you're playing standard and which ones you can't. Um, it's a good change because it's going to keep the cards fresh. A lot of the cards that were egregious and haven't been fixed are on that are you know are part of are, aren't part of the uh, standard uh, format if you will so uh, we decided to play our draft that we had our draft on saturday we decided to play our draft event with those restrictions in mind seems fine i mean banyan's a little upset because he can't necessarily use all the infinity gems all the other bullshit he wants but hey it is what it is the restrictions to keep it as they say the best play of the best play experience while the standard is supposed to be for those i mean for those guys who really want to play all the stuff, I want my crazy broken combos versus your crazy broken combos. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I like that they've made it two separate formats. Any questions, Gonzo? <clears throat> I don't think he's yeah, paying attention. Yeah, I, I did. My mic turned off because I was shaking some paint up. Um, I do have a question about that. And it goes to the, you know, banning and restricting. And someone brought it up and I was like, I have no clue if it's, you know, if it would harm it, but do you think banning and restricting cards will, and I don't want to, I guess the best way to put it, soft ban some models because they won't be as good because they don't get to use the banned and restricted cards? You know what so I'm saying? The that, only banned cards are crisis cards, which don't affect the characters at all. Okay. I didn't know. Someone no mentioned something about it. Cards. And yeah, kinda, but. So basically, they banned, two, they, they restricted two of the gems, the two that people take most of the time. You know, the ones where you're like, oh, A, this person always takes that gem, this person always takes that gem. Um, so they made them restricted. So you can still take them. Hell, you can still take both of them. You just can't take any of the other, uh, what they would call powerful or potentially negative play experience uh, cards with them. Like I said, I have no problem with that. We actually had a discussion of, uh, I don't like the first Doctor Strange because he can fucking do everything. They take him with one of the gems and he can just do just about everything. Walk all over everybody. I mean, not necessarily walk over, but he's got an answer for everything. Uh, so when you make that, gem, that uh, I'm pretty sure they made the gem that he takes on the restricted list, you have to lose something for that, which I have, is a good way of balancing it. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, I'm. We've all we did brief discussions about it. We didn't see anything egregious about it. it. Seems fine. What did you think about the? I don't know if you saw the time limits on games. Do you think ninety minutes uh, to play a game is too much? Too little? Too little. You think it's too little? But, but honestly, uh, I'll be. Uh, I mean, because you realize it's not like you're going to come to the table and everything's set up to go. You've got a lot of preset to go. 
So, I mean, it kind of depends on where they have everything. If they let you set up all your characters and do all the pregame stuff before that, if that's outside of it. Also, Bowie said the Soulstone is the one Strange takes, so I guess it's just the ones that uh, Thanos takes are the restricted ones. <laughs> Fuck Thanos. Uh, but, so, yeah, I mean, he's fine. Actually, he's not. Yeah, no. He's expensive as hell. Um, but if they have all that stuff to take place on the clock, that's that's a tight game. But we played in a tournament, and I think every game went to time just about. Wow. So if every game goes to time, you're not allowing enough time. Correct. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, we, we, we play casually most Correct. of the time here, so I'm not really worried about time limits. No, I was just thinking every time is because we've got somewhere to go ourselves. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just like from a tournament organizer standpoint, I was curious how 90 minutes. I mean, you wouldn't think that... You know, all right, everybody go to your spots. All right, you have X amount of time to, you know, pick your roster, set up your events, and then... Yeah, if you have that amount of time to to, to pick your rosters and figure out what crisis you're playing and set up the various extracts and uh, secures on the field and the 90 minutes is outside of that, it's doable. But it brings up a problem that uh, Brendan has is that he feels most games should be close towards the end and at 90 minutes you're probably not gonna have a lot of games that's set up for not to be a lot of games close at the end you know where people having to think about what they're doing hard um but again that's the hell of playing tournaments you got to be able to quick quick think quick do you think chess clocks would be a better for it though no too many things happen on both sides well i mean i would say you could pause it during like both sides stuff or switch it over but you don't think that would be a better no, I mean, at the end of the day, we've done chess clocks and War Machine of Hordes, and we all never remember to necessarily flip them over at the right time. Okay. I'll be honest, I don't think chess clocks are actually the answer for any game anymore. I think they were the right tool at the right time for War Machine. I think now they're not right for War Machine. Should be time turns. Ooh. Go old school hardcore. I remember those days. Five minute turns. Fuck. I don't care what the term time is, but it should be time turns because of all the pre-measuring. Cool. Because it's a very, very negative play experience to have someone measure 17 motherfucking things, <laughs> and you're sitting there going like, just fucking kill me or take your fucking turn. If you have a non-interactive game like War Machine of Hordes, where you're not really interacting and doing stuff on your opponent's turn, you need to be careful about that. Yeah. Uh, so Bowie says the competitive community and MenCP believes chess clocks is the better way. Well, those guys can have a fun time with whatever they believe. Yeah. I actually don't think it'd be good. I think it would actually be harmful to the game. Yeah. And like I said, we're but, not talking about casual play between your friends. That's just whatever no. you want to do. You can spend 14 hours playing a game if you want that between yours. I was just talking from, of course, a, a standpoint and, of organization. And... To a point, I would actually say, yes, chess clocks are fine because they mean that a single TO can run a lot more people. Correct. Because then he doesn't have to worry about, is someone fucking stalling? Yeah. But at, at that point, if your community's got a lot of that going on, police the community. But they'll decide what they decide. If someone needs my chess clock to help run an event, it's there for use. It's all good. It's good. Um, I'm, yeah. Cool. Uh, I then again, if they, you're going to sit with the 90 minutes, chess clocks is a better idea just to give everyone a fair chance to, to complete the game. Yeah. 
Yeah, I don't know about 90 minute times. I mean, it seems seems short. Seems like at the end of the game, you won't be able to think things through. But again, at that point, thinking competitively, you'll just make a you'll take less characters that have lots of stupid interactions that take time. So, but overall, I think it's good changes. Um, I think it could be. Uh, I think it's going to be good for the game overall. Uh, they just need to sort out the time thing because Bowie says that they didn't allow time. For, he felt that they didn't allow time for the players to get their tables and set up. And if, like I said, if that's not in the ninety minutes, then it's if that's in the ninety minutes to set up everything, then it's not nearly enough time. Gotcha. I can see that because I mean, there's a there's a lot of extra setup. It's not like War Machine and yep. Hordes. You just put your models down and you go, or you set up. You know, usually the scenario can be set up way before the round timer starts because you've got it. But there's a ton of setup for. MCP. Yep. So Legion says, would 120 be enough in your opinion? I think 120 would be fine, even if you're not counting that in there. Um, you're just going to have to, again, still police people to not fucking stall. Slow play. I don't think it's going to be a big problem, but, I mean, there's always those people. Yep. And again, that's the only time I think chess clocks are the best problem, because uh, if you've got that problem, it's a solution. Yeah, and I, as from a tournament organizer standpoint, um, and looking from Adepticon, there were and and a few conventions of, from other TOs I've talked to that that has been an issue with some players slow playing on purpose to, you know, get that win, and I was like, man, that's that sucks. Well, just, just, I mean, all you can do is ostracize the players to do that shit. Yeah. I've I, remember I I, I ran Friday Night Magic before Friday Night Magic was a thing for years and years and years. And we had those things. I've literally had to go like, dude, you're slow playing. We can all see you're slow playing. I've looked at your hand. You have nothing you can fucking do. End your fucking turn. Yeah. You know? And, like, it's not just that you're trying to win the game on time. Here's the thing. My girlfriend's sitting in the room having fun role-playing with some other people. I ain't closing the store until you're done. <laughs> There's no time to run out. So I can outlast you. But yeah, these are these are problems that we'll sort out, and I mean, willing to do testing with people. Like if Bowie's going to run events, I don't think he's going to. But if he were to run events, I'm happy to do testing and help him figure out what's what. Yeah. You know, but there you go. That's uh, MCP stuff. So overall, good changes. Look forward to it, and I'll give you guys weekly updates on the uh, the league, assuming we get to play weekly. Uh, I should be able to because the weeks for role play, I can just play Banyan since uh, I live with him. Yep. So make the scrub get go. off his butt and do something. Oh shit! Hear that, Banyan? He calls you a scrub. <laughs> Anyways, back to role playing, dog. So uh, this last week was, um, and I gave the introduction of why I was wanting to do this, and I didn't know it was uh, free RPG week until it came around. But there are a crap ton of RPGs. I almost picked up Feng Shui, by the way, but they didn't have the core rule book, so I was kind of upset about that. Uh, since you've been uh, talking about it quite would, a bit john uh yeah well i would actually suggest getting it through drive through rpg because it's actually going through several revisions yeah minor either, things either way that, it was just i was yeah. like when i was looking at things to get and there is just you know a crap ton and running like one hit shows or one hit game you know one shot games or there we go. there's so many cool new stuff that people haven't tried because they're time well not only time I mean, but it's like Oh, you play? We only play D and D because it's D and D, and I'm like, 
Okay, but there's a lot of other cool games. So, Slate, what are some of the cool, like, indie, small company games that you've been playing recently? I've been actually going through a bunch of... Um, let's talk about drive through RPG. A lot of a lot of stuff off of off of there. Um, <clears throat> I, my latest kick has been uh, the goofy things. Uh, two that I'm looking at right now. One is called For the Dungeon, which is your you role play as minions of a, an evil dungeon lord. Um, and the other one that we're probably going to do on our stream pretty soon is three kobolds in a trench coat, where you have these different attributes that uh, you have to fool the humans in the city you live in. Uh, and like it's things like go to a movie and order popcorn and get to your seat without people <laughs> realizing you're three cobalt in a trench coat. Awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> the, and, the indie games on drive to RPG are great and so well-priced. Yeah. It's, it, and I think that was like seven, seven bucks or something yeah. like that i'm i'm happy to throw that kind of money down for a bunch of things even if i never play it i encourage this sort of ridiculousness uh to to go on because those are how i feel that you're gonna get people that look at my stack of books when i when i'm dming when I used to, you know, carry four book, four or five books with me, because I might need to look up a block stat or something. Um, that's super intimidating. If I give them a PDF that's four pages long, that's, that's not... a lot less intimidating. Yeah, and it's something you can pick up too. You can do pickup games, uh, whether novice or experienced players. Yeah, and you can play anywhere. Then I mean, I honestly, when I ran D and D Fourth Edition, I had a hard time running it not at home. Because of the amount of books. Yeah. Yeah, I, I got to a point where I was able to cut some of that down mm -hmm. uh, traveling to the the game, the last in-person in the before times uh, was hosted <laughs> by somebody else. Uh, one of the players hosted because they had this huge dining room table. It was perfect. Um, I managed to cut it down to three or four and then um, thank Thank God for the internet. I was able to get it onto my iPad, which is so much easier too than flip, 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 flip. Yeah, I know. God. Uh, I... Yeah. So, but there's a, there's a bunch of stuff. Uh, no, the other one I I've been diving into is the Iron Sworn in space. Uh, Iron Sworn. Uh, I so um, Iron Sworn is a game where. You can be GMless, and there's the, all these different tables, and you sort of improvise as you go through, and come up with. Uh, for example, we did one recently with me and Vlieger Dragon, uh, basically stumbling our way through saving our village from this huge threat, uh, and it as as things get progressively worse your choices get worse, et cetera, et cetera. They have one that's starforged now that is takes place in space where you basically improvise the worlds you go to. Uh, you can have a GM for them as well. Um, but what's the cost oh, for those? Um, like, uh, well, so the main book for starforged 
on Drive Through RPG, I think, is $20, but it comes with a whole bunch of, it's a huge PDF, comes with a million tables, the play kit, uh, little reference sheets, things like that. It's it's worth it, I think. Okay. Uh, it's not a to- it's not a toss away like the three cobalt and a trench coat, which is th- there's more to it, uh, but it's a really good deep indie indie series, and they've been going for several years now with uh, Iron Sworn, which is the fantasy based. Well, so I wanted to talk about price real quick because this last weekend, I found an old title that was redone for Pathfinder rules, and I was like, oh. Cool. I mean, I could go pick this up, and uh, it was a game system called Oathbound. I don't know if anybody's ever played it, but uh, played, Oath- heard of. yeah, Oathbound was a system where you could play a character from any D and D pretty much realm because it was a D and D rule set. So you could have like a Knight of Salamnia or you know, uh, Red Wizard of Thay all playing in the same world because that's what the world was about. Was these guys brought in? people from different realms into this one realm. And it was a really cool system, had a really cool setting, really interesting and everything. And the book was super thick. And I was like, man, this is like, must be an all, you know, all inclusive book. And it pretty much was, they had a, a source, another source book there, but I picked it up and the core rule book was $89. Yeah. So I was like, oh, like, remember, holy crap. we're still not through everything that happened because of the pandemic. Yeah. I was just like, like, I just couldn't justify paying, you know, 90 bucks for a book that I was just going to most likely read for, you know, pleasure. Oh yeah. If you're not going to, if you're not going to play it, Bowie, stop. Champions was never $90. (laughs) The book was thick. Yes. I can go pull the Fred off the, uh, the, uh, yes, it's called Fred long story. Uh, off the shelf, if you really want to. I think my gigantic Starfinder book was like sixty something dollars. Yeah, and it's and and it's thicker than. Back in the day, we had phone books. It was it's like bigger than a couple of the phone books from my hometown. Well, the book he's talking about, the Champions book, was printed on recycled paper. It wasn't as dense, mm. but it was a little thicker. So the book's like this thick, but it's not super heavy. Okay. It was really weird because the book before it was like smaller, but it was way denser. Okay. And uh, by the way, Gonzo, uh, you're on the hook for another uh, half an hour of. Uh, All right, so um, the entire podcast. Ears. All right. Yeah, no, no, you, you were past that already. Yeah. It's big night. You, you owe us next week. <laughs> no, it only lasts for the podcast only, this episode only. Uh, but the, the prices, and that's the thing, is there's, there's, there are prices all over the map. And if, yeah. if you're, uh, I know uh, I've been getting most of my stuff through through drive through lately, but like, um, I know Dungeon World is $10. Oh, yeah. Starter Kit is 10 bucks for Dungeon World. Uh, and most of the Evil Hat stuff, Monsters of the Week, Thirsty Sword, uh, Lesbians, things like that, they're all about $10, $12 to get mm-hmm. started with, which is more than reasonable i think yeah um if it's if it's a great sure i'll pay it i'll pay a premium but i mean i will always want a book over a pdf for my own personal thing but in nowadays getting a pdf so you can share it with your friends because people are going to share it whether you like it or not yep uh is great 
Well, you, I mean, so here's the thing. I think the best bet is to sell your own PDF because if you don't, someone will put it online and find it. So yes. yeah, keep that in mind. But also, like Jim said, said earlier, the, the damn uh, iPad or anything like that, that you could, if oh, you yeah. could physically read a PDF on it, well, not your phone. It's really hard to read a PDF on your phone, like an iPad or something, any sort of tablet. Great. If you're not, if it's not huge, you're not going to be flipping through it and want that visceral feel of it. Get the PDF because it's going to be so good for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's also it also creates this reduced barrier to entry for a lot of these, which is so key for this thing. You guys talk about the various tabletop wargaming. Literally never played one in my life, uh, mostly because I did not want to drop the outlay of money to get into these types of things. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, this month I literally bought my first box of Warhammer Scouts ever. Um, as a just a little painting project, not even to play. Just I, I, they looked cool. I was going to make them. Um, but if you're talking, you know, even if it's even if it's thirty bucks for the four for four of your friends to try something out, everybody kicks in, you know, kicks in eight fifty. That's all good. Great, yeah, great way to come in. Uh, and it, if you're pushing stuff out on PDF, the other thing you do is you don't have production cost. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that's why a lot of them do have production costs now because they make them good enough. They have bookmarks and everything, which I, I I will pay extra money for a PDF for that. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm more talking just the, the, there's, there's, there's the PDF together, but the binding, the, the printing, the layout, the types, I know it's not typesetting the same way anymore, but that's still actually an important part of Mm -hmm. the printing process. Oh yeah. Um, that's that's a lot of money that's cutting into your profit and the barrier to entry. Well, yeah. yeah. Spe- Go ahead. Especially in a world that's becoming more and more electronic. Like uh, my work is trying to get rid of hard copy of everything we can. Mike, mm-hmm. sure. And I I actually think I'm starting to come forward. I just need to make sure you just need to make sure you have find whatever tablet you can. Look at all your buddies' tablets. See which one you can read a PDF on well. Save up and get it. It's going to be worth it. Between books, game books, comic books, graphic novels, all that stuff, it's going to be worth it. Yeah. Um, And I get, Xander says he has a love-hate relationship with PDFs, and I do too at times. I will freely admit that. And, um, But there's, there, it's just, it's so much easier. I can have my library on my monitor here while i'm running a game online mm-hmm. instead of having to reach way the hell over there absolutely well, yeah uh the so the game that i'm gonna be running at warfare weekend that i've been gearing up and i want to do some testing with is called die and they got a you know the kickstarter just finished and they're doing a physical book but they're going to give the pda pdf out as soon as they're done and that's after the backer kit was like you know it's like two weeks after the Kickstarter's done, the backer kit will hit, and then they'll give out the PDF. Because they uh-huh. said the, the game's done, they're just got to get money to produce it, and so on and so forth. And I was like, that was cool. And people, some people started complaining about um, the Kickstarter uh, rewards, because after a while, they just started blowing through them, and they were like, you know what, guys? We can give you all the artwork and everything that we promised, and we'll do all this, but we're not going to do, like, you know, 
extra production stuff. So we're just going to pay our staff extra money that did the extra work and that's doing all this work. Instead of paying them their flat, you know, their fee that they agreed to, we'll pay them extra. And I'm like, okay, I don't have a problem with that because now you're, you know, you're paying your people more. Yeah. Even better. Uh, type thing. So when it came to production stuff, because that always books take can be take forever nowadays with you know the current pandemic and where you're getting them printed and shipped and well all that. Plus artwork for books, like because if you're making a book, you're gonna have artwork in it. Yeah. Uh, I got uh, uh, Prowers and Paragon. Those the recent edition of that that came out, and the biggest problem with that was just because during the pandemic, like we just waiting for all artists to deliver work so we can put it all together. You know, it took extra time just because in pandemic and stuff, life happens. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a friend who does a lot of that artwork, that kind of artwork, and he's just getting crushed with stuff. But even even with digital, it's still hard to get the things out there and get them distributed and go through a review process. Well, yeah, because you're not it's not like they're getting paid top dollar for that stuff, unfortunately. Honestly, commissions is a much better way for them to make money, but then they're stuck with their contracts that are mm-hmm. set and kind of pay the bills and then trying to get commissions out there so they can get ahead of the game, so to speak, yeah. and supplement. It's just so tough for them. I am all for a company taking the extra money from a Kickstarter and just giving their people a bonus. Good Lord, that's great. Hell yeah. Yeah, I thought that, I thought that was really cool because we were like, well, we, we blew past all your goals and we you know blew past it by like 200000 what are you going to give us? And I was like, I was like, give you? I mean, there's no, there's no give in this. It's a company. Yeah. You, you know, these people are doing it. And they were like, guys, we went through all the Kickstarters we thought. We, we never thought it would get this far. Um, so we're just going to pay our people more money. Yeah. I'm great. like, okay, that's fine by me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have never, I mean, honestly, you don't back a Kickstarter that you're not getting your money's worth for. You don't need to right. keep yeah. throwing free stuff at me. That's what got Relic Knights in trouble back in the day. Also, that, Palladium was another one that did that, too. I mean, yeah, well, the, Palladium had other problems. Let's not go into that. <laughs> a whole different bag of worms there, sir. You know, making a licensed game like that when the license is almost up is not fucking smart. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so, I mean, I am for it. And it's good to note, you know, with role-playing game uh, Kickstarters... They're not going to be, yeah, people are conditioned the wrong way. They're not going to be giving you lots and lots of extra stuff. If they blow past their goal, that's cool. You're going to get what you paid for, regardless. It doesn't matter how far past their goal they went. You're getting exactly what they promised. Especially for an RPG. Because for the most part, you're doing it for the core rules. You're doing it to get the book. You know, okay, like some, like this one had like dice, a, a, a new set of dice. And like awesome. the GM screen. Cool. Cool. How much more, and I don't want to say free stuff, but how much more things can you put on without just going crazy with it? Oh, I'm going to give you these cool coins that really don't have anything to do with the world or the game, but here's just something cool. I'm like, nah. Yeah, that kind of stuff, if, if you want to. Or what I liked is when I did the Catalyst Games one for Battletech, they're like, here's a free copy of the next book, but only in PDF. Oh, even so yeah, I have even a PDF better. copy of of like the next book, the uh, the 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 Battle of Tukia. I'm like, awesome! I have a cool PDF copy on my computer. Awesome! Yeah. You don't you don't need to give me extra physical stuff that's going to cost you more money. 
uh, you know, you've got a book, you're already making it, and I've got that. I'll still buy the physical copy eventually. Yeah. I am a, like books on a bookshelf that are cool to look at, you know, and they're doing some of those sort of old school source books where it is much more style over substance. I mean, I don't know, if, Jim, were you role-playing back in the Shadowrun days? Did you ever see the early Shadowrun roles? <clears throat> I, I, I didn't personally play. A really good friend of mine did, though, uh, and it was those books were great because it's like literally you got a you got a thin book that's your, your street samurai catalog with all the weapons and stuff yep. one to a page with just a blurb of in universe stuff great i love that you don't have to be all crunch you can give me fluff 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 it's awesome i read that book so many times it's worth every penny and all the hardship my mom went through getting that for me <laughs> Look, I, I'm not going to say, you know, shout out to the moms for getting all that stuff for me. I put it on the list and she would all around the area finding that stuff. So, oh, man, you had a cool mom. <laughs> awesome. I didn't. I had I had the I best I best hide my stuff before mom finds my D&D books, mom. Yeah, I had the me. satanic panic mom also. So yep. <laughs> my mom, my mom wouldn't believe that. My mom's very down to earth with that. It's really awesome. She. She found whatever I needed. Like, it was great. Zero complaints there. And I hope everyone growing up gets a chance to do some of that because it's, it's, I mean, it's easier nowadays because you could just, here's a link. Yeah. This is old school. She's got to find a store, find a store, and then hope they have it or can order it. Actually, now I'm the one corrupting my, my, my son's friends, <laughs> giving them stuff. Like, hey, kid. You want an RPG? First one's free. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> Which, talking about that, what, um, so, like this is, this person was brand new to running a game and was, you know, had, uh, it wasn't like a major concern, but it was like, you know, I don't know if I did everything right, don't know if I got the rules right, or, you know, everything was done, and I was like, you know, Make did sure everybody you share have fun? With them how to win role-playing games. Yeah. Everyone had fun? You have won! You have won! <laughs> I will say though, if starting with Starfinder right off the bat, that is that is intimidating for a new GM. Yeah. Well, uh, I mean, the person said they bought the little start get starting set yeah. box, which I think is a great people that do that or companies that do that for you know things are is is good in my opinion because then you can grab someone one usually pretty cheap into the system and two get them started quick. And you don't need to make all your books actual physical copies inherently. You could print on demand. Just make sure you have the quick start rules, physical copy that you can send to the stores mm -hmm. so that yep. they can see it in their hand. So what would you do? I mean, we've, we've got a combined of like knowing our ages and how long we've been GMing, probably like 700 years worth of GMing experience here. Um, what would you give advice to new people that are wanting to run games or new players that have never done it with the, you know, vast knowledge that you have now? Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. I would say, as a GM, get used to writing outlines, not full adventures. <laughs> get a bunch of stat blocks ready, know where they are, but just write an outline. Your players aren't going to follow that shit to the letter anyways. Don't waste your time planning every little thing out. Which was interesting. I'll let Jim answer, but remind me, Steel Dragon. Um, yeah, I think th there's that. But if if everybody is new, everybody's brand new to this thing, like you're in your situation. Exactly what we just said, though. Find one of those starter boxes. Yes. Get the red box. 
uh, if they want to play D and D, get the box. get the Starfinder, yes. get you know, um, or get get one of the little the little games, the DCC, or you know, some of those that are rules light because nothing is more intimidating. Honestly, any Paizo book is going to intimidate the hell out of anybody that's trying to jump in feet first into an RPG like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love them, but they're scary. I, uh, I love champions, but I would never ever in a million right. years suggest someone start there. Um, the <laughs> other, the other part is, um, screw the rules. Um, yeah. you know, uh, I, I know this guy who um, he had played for a very long time. Uh, his kids wanted to try it out, and he's like, ah, my children are, are into the thing now. Um, and his seven-year-old daughter wanted to play and be a flying tiger dragon. And he's like, you know what? Fuck Let's it, do yeah. it. Do it. Stand <laughs> it out. Uh, yep. Like Xander yeah. said, the rule of coal. Or my favorite is don't say no. Yeah. Just assign a difficulty, let them roll a die. Yep. Um, and I think that's that's part of the thing is you, you get you do get hung up on things, especially if you played a long time ago. Like when you were in high school, you 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 played a couple of games at your friend's house, and then later on in life, you're trying to do it again. Just, just roll with it. And yeah. even better though is just get out to a, get out to the game store and find somebody to. To, to run a one shot for you. Yeah, talk to the guys there. They every game store that has role playing games has an expert, the person mm-hmm. that just knows the games. You want a superhero game? Hey, what superhero games are there? Can you help me learn them? Because yeah. maybe you're one of those people who can learn a champions early. Maybe you're one of those people who should start off with an easier game. This person's going to know yep. those games and going to help you find it. Um, and my the game store near me has. Uh, learn 5e night learn rpg night and they have three or four people come in and they just sit there at a table waiting for somebody to show up and walk them through the games yeah. uh the other thing you can do along those same lines if you don't have a friendly local game store right near you there's a lot of Fire. online discord communities that oh, yeah. be really careful be super careful of but there's a lot of really good communities out there that dig that and and are into that and just don't get into their games but get some advice get you know and the sneaky one that we've all forgotten about in the modern age the library <laughs> so D is a big thing i bet you one of the librarians likes D and can help you set up a night and advertise it and to give you a quiet corner you guys got to be a little less raucous than we normally are but you can you can totally do that. We've done that. We we used mm-hmm. to do magic in library. I would go around because I had a car and pick up four or five different magic players. We'd go to the library and we'd all just play magic together quietly and have a great time. Mm-hmm. Not even Actually, my local library. I I didn't I I totally forgotten about that. My local library um, in the city I live in has something like that. They do in conjunction with the school system. School system has an official RPG and an official D and D club, both separate units, and they work awesome. in conjunction with the library. That's great. I love it when they support those guys if you can too. You oh, know, yeah. if you've got kids, check with your your the teachers and see what clubs are. If your kids are interested and there's a club, go talk to them. See what you can do to help. Mm-hmm. 
but that's that's more next level stuff. But maybe hell, maybe even they have a, something they do outside of there, and you can get in with them on it. They'll know everyone in the area. Yeah, and and my, like my friends know if you want to try and learn learn how to do it, throw some pizza and beer at me. I'll come over for the for for a long afternoon, and I'll walk you through a quick game. <laughs> yep, I got no problem with that. Yeah, uh, uh, there's so many things. Uh, what, oh, Gonzo, you got one? Oh, actually, but steel, whatever. Uh, steel Dragon. So I was talking to this person that I worked that was talking about their game running, and they were like, so there was the big baddie, and it was like a steel dragon or whatever that was going. And they sat there, and I thought this was going to be a good long fight, and they sat and thought about it, and they devised a plan, and they got it up, and they killed it before the dragon got to do anything. <laughs> And I was like, you know what you do? welcome to be that's a GM. Awesome. <laughs> yep. That's awesome. Yeah. I was uh, like, you know what? That's cool. We tell the story of, uh, we did when third edition later into the third edition, or third edition D and D third edition, fourth edition. Sorry. We actually played a campaign from all their pre-made campaigns, all other pre-made modules from one to 30. And at one point the avatar workers comes down and is supposed to do all this cool stuff. Unfortunately, like every other monster, the Avatar of Orcus has to roll initiative. And unfortunately, the Avatar of Orcus did not get to act. The party just wrecked it, and then Banyan's sitting there with his uh, character going, Man, I wanted a piece of him, too! Yeah, I mean, sometimes it happens. You just roll with it. Yeah. Well, I did think it was funny, because uh, after that person said that, I says, you know, welcome to being a GM. You know, that's cool if they got it, and, you know... That's, you know, makes a cool story. She goes, but I think what I'm going to do is like the person that created this dragon is going to reincarnate it because they're kind of like a, a, a necromancer and I'll have it in a later adventure and kind of tease it up to it. And I says, there you go. Reoccurring bad guy. mentions that, always just go, watch The Incredibles again. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they face Mark 1, but can they take Mark 2? That's yeah. designed to stop whatever they killed it with. Yeah. And I'm like, that's that, that, but that's what being a GM is about. Is about your. They did it. Now let's have some fun with it and see what they can do on phase two, mark two, mm-hmm. whatever. Which I was like, kudos to your that's players. Right. And you know, like I said, if everybody had a good time, then They're you ran the a way. good game. Yeah, that's that's great. I mean, the, so there's so many tips. Just find, and I think the biggest thing is just find people that are in it. Like uh, like Jim said, like just find online communities be careful of them and just ask questions sure you're gonna get some assholes that are gonna do stupid shit but ignore them block them if they keep doing it and then just find the people who are helpful like i'll go out of my way on any group i'm on if they haven't gotten a real answer i will stop and i will give them a real answer a lot of the game companies too have started having their own managed discord servers too like evil hat does um, a few others. I think Watsi has seven or eight heavily policed, so it's friendly uh, servers for people to literally do just that. Jump in and yeah. ask questions. And um, and it sounds crazy, but if you get someone who's super helpful, try and friend them or something. They can probably help you further. They might probably have like a personal Discord where it's... I mean, most of those places are usually pretty safe when you get people in mm-hmm. there. They, they're... But don't be afraid to eject from them. But they oh, yeah. can help you out. Like, honestly, so in, in MechWare Online, one of the, my, the unit I'm with, the guys I hang with, are all because I chatted with a guy while we're playing the game, and we hit it off. He friended me, 
showed me some stuff, and then, boom, now here we are in the same unit having phone back around line all the time. That stuff can happen. Don't yeah. let it – give it a chance to happen. The the, the other place, too, is where um, uh, somebody somebody got me into helping them out is work. They were – I was sitting at the lunch table, and they were saying – yeah, no, my kid wants to get into do a, get into it was actually Starfinder too at the time. Um, get into these games and stuff, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'm happy to help you out with whatever you need on it. And I ended up starting a small mini campaign off of a precon D and D campaign at work after you know after work on every other Thursday we spent two hours and just did that and they learned the game. Yeah, we're still trying to get our work group together. We have. Uh... Uh, actually, it's funny. We have two GMs still at work, and then three play or two players left, and then the other two who are players only. Uh, well, yeah, are not with the company anymore. And one of the guys who really wanted to start time with the company, but we still have contact with them. We're just trying to get together a time so we can all get together and play. You can find that. I mean, it's great. Yeah. And uh, the one G- the one GM, the other GM, is offered to run it, which means I would actually get to play. And the, the last piece of advice I give to new people, don't watch the big streams. No. I, no, I mean, because you, you, you're going to get that 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 over uh, overly critical, overly self-critical watching, whether it's a Colville or Mercer or Air or Air, any of those others. You, they're fun to watch. Don't do that. As you're watch it for the entertainment. Don't watch it for an example. You you, you, you want to hear what us randos, normal people do? L- listen to some of the live play podcasts. Those are much more yeah. attainable. Yeah. You can easily attain what I do. I just herp or derp around with my friends, and we have a fucking great time. <laughs> that, that's what I the first the first bit of a uh, the adventure the Adventure Time cast. That was that was that uh, that that touched me because at one point the the players did something. He's like, oh, fuck it, okay. <laughs> and just, on the on the podcast, they left it in. He's like, well, fuck it, I I don't even know now. You're gonna do this. <laughs> I don't edit my podcasts, not at all. I don't like something egregious would have to happen, and I trust the people I'm with to not let that happen. Yeah. I know, I and I, I don't I don't judge people to do because um, I I understand because I was in that was my first career was broadcasting I get that uh, and I was but I was just surprised that you know instead of keeping the flow going he's like oh, shit I have no idea <laughs> I've ended sessions like well you guys just bypassed everything else I had planned I don't know what else we're gonna do so uh, I'm gonna play a board game <laughs> sometimes you just roll with it. I mean, improv is the name of the game. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, that's uh, it's one of the things that everybody says. Uh, Yo, man, you've had all this stuff planned out, and oh man, you had everything really good and it was real organized. And then they don't really understand that you had Plan A built, and Plan A was everything, and y'all went to Plan Z, you know, type thing. And so yeah. you had to change yeah. everything up on the fly. And being a GM, that's pretty much what you got to do. You've got to go and you know, be prepared for that. Yep. Oh yeah, my, uh, my prep. My prep is not necessarily prepping stories. It's like, what do I have in case, you know? And I'll pull this library of maps out that are just generic maps, and things like that. Um, yep, just just be prepared for anything. It sounds silly to say that, but just be ready. If they throw you for a loop, just take it and go. Don't don't worry about your story because you guys are all doing a story together. Take those little things you really wanted to happen. If they don't happen put those aside 
you'll find a spot for him. A spot will come up and be like, ah, it is time for the thing. And it'll be great. Yeah, Sanders uh, says once he stopped the fight because he role-played and won. Absolutely. <laughs> what time are we at? Role-playing role, role is great. We got a couple minutes. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it's nice to see new people picking up games. Yeah. Um, whatever role-playing game they get, it doesn't matter. I don't care. Uh, seeing people get up and play whatever is fine. Go play what makes you happy. Uh, if you're more into the silly, fun, you know, type of games like three Cobalts and a Trench Coat, go do it. Who cares? If you want to be something serious like the new game I'm going to be playing, Die, uh, fine, go do it. Um, but eventually, you're going to get a dick joke in there somewhere, no matter where you play and what you're doing. Yeah. Somebody yeah, is God, going to, no matter how serious your game is going to be. <clears throat> And it'll most likely be out of character just because your base trying to be fun. Because that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be there having fun. Yeah. And, and don't worry about that. Just make sure if, you, if you've got anyone who's sensitive, make sure you go over the topics that are a no-no. Yep. Red cards. Yep. Which I think is really great. Hey, this new game says I don't think use red cards. a red just, card. Just, just, just sit there and talk to people before the game. Hey, yeah. here's how we do things. Here's what we're doing. If something makes you uncomfortable, tell someone they didn't mean it personally or against you. Correct. And they'll police themselves. If they don't police themselves, the GM will police them. Yeah. 99.9% okay. of the time, if somebody says something in game, it's never, ever directed at somebody and is usually never meant to cause any harm. It's just they were playing it and role-playing this character or playing they, they towards the a character. <clears throat> I, Remember, a lot of us are older and... Things were different when we when we started role playing in the eighties. Yeah. Things were different. Things that fuck, I can't believe I said that I was a stupid kid. Yes. But you get into that habit of saying stupid kid things, you don't mean anything. Like the people who still say, you know, I don't have a dog in that fight. It's a fucking reprehensible thing to say. But people still say it because that's what they grew up hearing. It's it's yeah. it's verbal memory, not not actually meaning anything by it. No, and I I, I second that. It's I one of the things that I did, I won't go into the details of it, but it, I felt was fairly innocuous. And on the face of it, it generally is. But it really bothered somebody for a specific event that happened in their lives. And to this day, you know, you, you have that, that moment just as you're falling asleep and you remember in eighth grade that time you look like a total idiot. That bubbles up. <laughs> that memory is one of the, that is one of those memories that bubbles up and go, hey, remember you were an asshole and hurt that person's feelings? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And like I said, you roll, you roll with it and you apologize, and most gamers are like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could, you know, you there could be a time that you could say something and don't know that it's very offensive or, or it triggers somebody because it's a normal thing in a game, and you're like, okay, we need to change whatever subject that is, uh, type stuff. And and the thing is, is, you would never even thought of it, type thing. But I mean, you just have to. You, you adapt to your crew. Yeah. So Xanderson's a good thing I want to end on. He says, GMs are the police in the game. Be ready to stand up and enforce it. Conversely, if you're a player, do not be afraid to stand up to your GM if he says something that you think was offensive to somebody. Again, mm -hmm. probably not personal. Just stand mm -hmm. up and say, hey, that was uncool. And you'll get an apology and they'll modify. That's, that's how we are. And there's a lot of 
don't listen to the guys on Twitter or wherever who are old grognods who are like, if you got a problem with the way I run the game, go find a new game. Fuck those guys. This is collaborative. We're all friends. It's supposed to be fun for all of us. It's 100% correct, though. If if you stand up and say something to the GM and he's like, oh, I'm not changing. Find a new game. Yeah. Yeah, find a new game. Find a different table. Yep. Yeah. Give him a chance to change, but if he's not willing to and it, and it means that yeah. to you, stand up. I mean, it's like life. Stand up for what you believe. Uh, of course. It'll be okay. Somebody's going to back up you up, on trust our me. Our social media is, we, we will help you find. If we have to put a word out, someone's looking for a game and such and such, we will help everyone find whatever we can. Yes, sir. Yes, Andrew, I, I had that in one of my sessions. We had a guy leave, and uh, and mm-hmm. I, mean, I had to ask him to leave because it was just not cool. So, not like anybody, anybody yeah, with a history got that. has those stories, I think. I have yeah. two of them that came right to mind. Oh, yeah, yeah. I already have like three right in my head. About that stuff. I was like, yep, I remember we're kicking that person out. I remember leaving this group. <laughs> yep, I can pick it through or through myself. Some of them old. Oh, yeah. These are pretty way backs. Most of nowadays, for the most part, now going older and, you know, picking up, I'm like, uh, it's not that I'm picky, but I'm just going to make sure I choose the right people that I want to have and play a game mm-hmm. with. Yeah, you have me at your table, dude. <laughs> yeah, but oh, fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I, I, had, I had to reach, I had to scrape the bottom. So I figured I'd scrape the bottom with someone that knows what they're doing. That's I mean, fair. You didn't, get, you didn't get the absolute bottom. No. You ain't got me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's because you 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 like throwing things at, at me at me anyway. So. <clears throat> I mean, but I'll be throwing it at my camera. What's that hurt you? <laughs> I have not learned to throw things through the camera to hit you. Yet. Yet. <laughs> All right. Let's go ahead and switch over to the media section. Um, in case you're new to the listening audience, we do have two rating systems for our media sections. Uh, our media section, we have ratings from Casablanca to Cats. Casablanca being the greatest movie ever made and Cats being the worst movie made. And I think that might get trumped uh, when they release the Cat Butthole Edition. We would have to distinguish that difference. So um, we'll have to no, wait. No, we won't because I'm not going to fucking watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I will say this 100%. If you wish me to watch that, it has to be free, and you're going to have to pay me. <laughs> I was, I was half sure imagining that... Clockwork Orange style. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that that would have to be it, but uh, that would be difficult. Uh, Cookie Mandia says that Morbius may be Cat's level. I, I'm waiting for it to come out so I can, I'm not going to pay be. for it. It I, can't be. I, I don't know, I, but I do want to see it. I, I will watch it I, once. I am yeah, certain I that Morbius is not even... Uh, Atlantic Rim level. That's the cat's ass. Oh man, Atlantic Rim. Uh. <laughs> so Menoth John, when I told him that was terrible, he didn't believe me. He went and watched it in, when he was on a work trip, and then he apologized the next podcast afterwards because it was fucking terrible. It's not even bad there's, movie good. No, there's no. Re- and I've watched other Asylum things. I've watched like fucking Avengers Grim, where it's like all the Mother Goose and Grim fairy tales princesses as the Avengers. And it's literally a rip on the Avengers Assemble movie. But you know what? It was like, eh, eh it was a bad movie. Oh, just Batman Ninja is a different level of movie. Slade, have you seen Batman Ninja? Yeah, I I saw it. I have opinions, but probably not as strong as some some other folks, it seems. Yeah. It, All I want to know is how much cocaine did it take to get those guys to make that? <laughs> yeah, I'll agree with that one. It, it's I a whole level, d- a different level of bad. Everyone needs to see that movie. 
like it's yeah it's just the movie like you need to see it uh cookie loves batman tmnt i also loved it, it was great because yeah. we did a triple shot uh with a uh, movie night it was batman ninja batman tmnt and then into the spider-verse and batman tmnt i just rented i wish i'd have purchased it i think it would have been absolutely worth it i will say the the only redeeming part of batman ninja for me was the big climactic battle when joker did his big reveal and i'm just like they just said screw it yep. you know yep. and i was there for that at that moment i was like this has redeemed itself for me <laughs> just when you thought it could not get more pun intended batshit crazy mm -hmm. it did it did uh, and and i enjoyed that part of it <laughs> Um, also, yeah. our second uh, rating system, before we get too much further, um, we do a scale of 0 to 5, 5 being the worst movies, uh, 0 being perfect, on the scale of space herpes. Of course, nobody wants to get space herpes. Uh, and if you know the reference, you're old like us, and uh, you'll laugh and get grossed out too. Um, I, A.K.A. check out Ice Pirates. Um, so, <laughs> Or don't. I'm not going to hold it against you. Uh, or don't, yeah. <laughs> Um, I only have like seventy five thousand to go over, like normal. Um, but most of them are TV no movies, shows. But yeah, TV shows again. Yeah, Slade. I'm kind of almost caught up. What do you got uh, this week? You got a bunch. So I, I got, I do have a bunch. Um, I will touch on keeping keeping up to date. I finished the first section of this season of Stranger Things. Okay. Um, I'm enjoying the hell out of it. Yep. No spoilers, of course, because some people are um, still no, watching. No, no spoilers. Uh, there, they did get, they have gotten me on twists. There's twists that they throw in, uh, spotted throughout the entire section of this season. That I was just like, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, that's high on my list for next, just because I only seen the first episode, and yeah. I was there for it. Yeah, yeah. I finished it too. Um, I'm ready for second half of the season. So we can finally see the ending because they actually said that this ending is going to be very dark. Yeah. And I'm like, I expect some people to die. They've always hinted at that and they've, yeah. they've always foreshadowed some of that type of thing. And I can see that just by things that have been happening in this season. I can also see it because of actors ages and them becoming awkward to portray their characters anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay yeah. with characters dying, especially ones that you love particularly a bunch, because, you know, this world is not a cool world. It's not a, you know, a handhold baby, you know, funsy. This it, is a brutal world. As long as it's earned. I mean, yeah. last season when Max's brother died, like, fucking, that was great. Yeah. It was yeah. amazing. Earned every second of that. Yep. Like a leaf on the wind. You kind of, yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Too soon, man. Too soon. <laughs> I was waiting to see if it too soon would come in there. Yeah. Um, no, but I hit that. I hit the boys. The boys was um, still pretty good. This one was... Did you watch today? this week's episode? Oh, my yes, God. Yes. I... I heard about this week's episode from from it, my friends. The, like the, I, the warning that says is nobody should be watching this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They do. They do bring in a favorite character from the comic books. Uh, that's a side character. Uh, that um, if you've watched it, I'm talking about the one that greets them at the door. Uh huh. Um, that type of thing is is excellent. Um, 
it, but it's so it's so so wrong. Oh yeah. There's so much wrong in so many parts of this, in a best way. Um, but the the big thing for me is actually, you know what I did this week? Uh, I mentioned earlier that we did the D and D charity stream, and I played a um, I played a drunken master monk. Oh, sweet! Uh, for the first time, tried that out. It was fun, and as a result, I loaded up some Jackie Chan. <laughs> And watch the original Drunken, Drunken Master. Master. Yep. Drunken Master or Drunken Master 2? Uh, I, I haven't finished the second one yet. I'm halfway second through. one, that fight scene at the end is I, I probably the best. It's it's the best fight scene committed to, to, to cinema ever. I was, Bowie. I was a little bit drunk playing the character. Um, that was, yes, it was. Uh, no, but I had forgotten just right in the beginning of the first movie, there's this one scene where... Jackie Chan's character is like taunting one of his classmates in the dojo and does this whole, you know, fight, taking his hat and doing weird things with his mm-hmm. hat in Jackie Chan's style. And I'm just like, oh, I had forgotten. It had been 20 something years since I watched these movies and mm-hmm. they hold up so well. They're so in- and I didn't even mind them being subtitled. I watch everything subtitled nowadays. Well, but... half the time when I'm doing stuff like that, I'll be sitting like here, and I have to focus on it. I did not mind that at all. Did not mind it at all. Yeah, I love Jackie Chan movies. This old stuff is such good quality. The the stunts are just still amazing. He's the yeah. gold standard. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I love that he got his friends into it. Um, the one to check out, I always mention, is Dragons Forever, because mm. not only do you have Sammo Hung and Yum Bao in it, you also have some of his other friends from the, the original uh, Chinese opera troupe that he was with in it as well, playing roles. And it's there's an ending fight scene between him and Benny the Jettercratas that is better than the one on Meals on Wheels. Bold Meals on Wheels, because that was a good fight. This yeah. one's better. It's it's really good. Um, so so we can assume that you gave in Drunken Master one a, a good rating, but what do you? I, I will, I will, I will give it just. I will give it just one space herpy. Um, there's a couple bits in there that are products of their time, shall we say, that yep. like took yeah. me out of the moment. Um, but that was, you know, I, that doesn't bother me that much. But I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna ding it a point. Yep. Fair enough. Um. So, I, of course, I watch a bunch of TV shows, and I don't know if y'all have caught up on the new Star Trek episode. I have. Um, I caught up both episodes because I didn't watch last week, but I watched two this week to catch up because it's worth it. And so this episode of uh, Strange New Worlds was just so fun. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. I will say I did enjoy it, but I feel it is the overall the weakest episode of the season i would say so too you can tell this was kind of like a filler episode in a way the ending but, was really good and very emotional the, oh the ending was fucking a fucking a the, the yeah. ending kept it from becoming you know a, a mediocre episode. it was still a Correct. good episode but uh, i think last week since we didn't talk about it was great also yes it was too um i, I love i love the style they're going for it's not it's not serious business because discovery too often became serious business yes and i like that it's just not always serious, serious business. Yeah, I mean, the overall episode was just a good fun. You could tell that they yes. were having a blast. You could tell that oh, they yeah. had to do that take. They had to do some of those takes over and over. Oh, yeah. I'd love to see the blooper reel for this this episode. 
Um, but I mean, the ending. It's good to see uh, Hammer get a bigger role, which is awesome because yeah. he hasn't been in a couple episodes. Um, but I mean, I I loved it. I thought it was good fun. Uh, the ending was very heartfelt, but really good. And they didn't take and take one of the scenes or one of the plots in the story and drag it out for 20 episodes, which I was very happy about. I hate when they yeah, take something uh, and just drag it out. Well, and the good thing is, is that they're going for episodic still. Yes. Um, but enough that you want to see them in order, but if you don't, the preview at the beginning tells you what you need to know yeah. about it. You can like, There'll be some episodes that need to be seen in order. There are going to be three episodes, kind of, for this particular plot line. But the rest, it doesn't matter as much. You can go and put stuff wherever. But I, I like it. It was it was good. It's still the best Star Trek to come out. I mean, I loved Discovery Season 2. I haven't gotten through Season 3, but I loved Discovery Season 2. This is so far better than Discovery Season 2, and that's saying something. Yeah. I mean, so I'm, I'm having a blast with it. It was good. Um, John? What do you got? Uh, well, you got one of them. Uh, the other one is actually. You know what? I'm going to talk about the show I went to. Fuck it. Uh, okay. I went, like I said, I went to an actual you know music show. Uh, there were two openers and then two headliners. The headliners were the Interrupters and Flogging Molly. Uh, the uh, opening acts were a reggae band from London called Skint, and then a. I don't know what to call them. We're going to call them rock, but they're definitely cross-genre many times, kind of punkish sometimes, kind of country sometimes, a band called Tiger Army. Uh, we did not... I mean, it was fine reggae for the skins. Reggae's not really my thing. Uh, Tiger Army was great, and the Interrupters fucking stole the show. Oh, they yeah. were amazing. They had so much energy. Everyone singing along. It was super fun. Not taking anything from Floggy Molly. Floggy Molly are a fucking old pros at this. They've been doing it for a while. They were amusing. Uh, at that point, I was having trouble standing, so I actually went and sat down uh, behind thing. I couldn't see them, but man, they played great. They had the best sound of everyone. Um, the Interrupters were great, but Floggy Molly wins on sound, but the energy from the Interrupters. It was super fun. Uh, go out and see shows if you can, guys. It's, it's back. Wear your mask. It's helpful. Make it safe, but it's good to get these people out there, get them out, get out and, and continue with what they were doing before, you know, the end times came. <laughs> uh, I will give, uh, the overall show, uh, one space herpy. And that goes to the skins. Cause I'm not really a fan of reggae. They were fine quality wise. Uh, but it was great to just get out there and see it. Cool. Slade, what you got now? <clears throat> um, the only other thing I've, I, I, I've been watching, but also uh, it was I caught up on, oh, hell, let's see, caught up on the latest Star Wars offering, caught up on Ms. Marvel, mm -hmm. which I... Uh, Is everybody caught up on Kenobi? I am. I'm mm -hmm. not caught up on Ms. Marvel yet. I have uh, okay, I have let's give. do a, a spoiler-free review of Kenobi then, since we're... Sure. Uh, I enjoyed the entire series nitpicking and some of the you know that we've talked about through the whole you know series of stuff but overall i enjoyed it um there were some good feels and some good energy at the very last episode um mm -hmm. i i wouldn't mind another round but i don't think they're going to but i would think like maybe like an episode here and there like oh 
Kenobi does this or, you know, expand on it. Yeah. Yeah. One shot. Two shots. Just just tell a quick story. Don't make it longer than it needs to be. Correct. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, I I enjoyed the series overall. I don't think quite as much as you. I had episode three, I think it was, was just just pissed me off. (laughs) The Uh, teleporting scenes. Yes. And then they had had some, some other stuff in this episode that I thought was not as good as it could have been. I think I'd give it one and a half to two space herpes just because when it was egregious, it was egregious. But when it was good, it was really good. Yeah. If you didn't have a little lay in there, I think it would have failed completely. Oh, so she was, I I compared her to the kid in the Adam project that was playing against Ryan Reynolds and was a perfect 10 year old Ryan Reynolds. This girl was 10 year old Carrie Fisher. Uh, It was so great. Um, yes. I I had some nitpicks, but I also was, you know, I I had a lot of respect for how they were able to write a pretty good story within the confines of what they had. You yeah. know how it ends that, yes, both Vader and Obi-Wan are walking away from this. Yes. Uh, you know that Princess Leia is going back home to Alderaan. Uh, you know, there are these things that are happening, that, but they still, I, there was a lot of suspense there. Um, mm-hmm. there was, and it was handled pretty well. And honestly, Kamel Najani also was so good. He cracked me up on, in, in his role as the, uh, uh, I don't remember that name. I always want to call it Narshada, and I know it wasn't Narshada. Uh, but the, oh, the, the guy that helped him get off of Narshada. Yeah, yeah. The, the fake Jedi. Yeah. Great. Uh, he was so, great. Yeah. Yeah. So because overall, I, I give it a one because there was the things of the teleporting and all that stuff, but it was really good to see those people playing their roles again, um, mm-hmm. giving themselves more character, giving themselves more depth. The characters were really good. I love seeing Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan anyway. Um, he's, I think he's just made for that role in my opinion. Um, and, and to see the character change and grow in the series too. Mm-hmm. So it was short. Uh, I it would, was sweet. Yeah. I would also say one thing is I, uh, I think I've had my fill of space wizards. You can't do too many more space wizards without like, they just keep trying to one up their power level and it's getting a bit much. Yeah. So I would, I could do without some space wizards for a while again. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. supposed to get the next one is not supposed to have any Jedi in it, I think. Or any space well, I mean, yeah. Ahsoka? <laughs> oh, no, the, the Andor. Oh, the Andor, Andor one. Yeah, right, right, right. Andor should be fine. Maybe by the time Ahsoka comes out, I'll be ready for Space Wizards again. I mean, I'll watch it. But I, I have this feeling they're not going to be as egregious with the power level for her. No, and I, I don't think, think that's so okay. No. I think you can have it be egregious in certain areas just to tell the story you want. Yeah. You need Vader to be super powerful to make it look good and Obi-Wan to do what he needs to do. Cool. Do it. Yeah. I, I think they can still work within that, but I think they need to put a little more thought into that and not just do that. Yeah. <laughs> Cookie says, I want Battle Beyond the Stars too. <laughs> I do too. Uh, uh, John, what you got? I mean, we've covered everything I got. You got everything? Uh, I know. Yeah, uh, one Stranger Worlds. That yeah. I'm done. Um. So to get off of one of them, I did finish the Umbrella Academy, uh, which came <sighs> out this week. The new season of that. Um. I really liked it. Um. 
Umbrella Academy is almost pushing the limits of what the boys does, but not really. It's just right there before it goes over. Um, and this one was a good season. I think next season is going to be our last season. They're thinking about like season four will be the end of the, the series, which is I'm okay with, uh, especially at the end of this one. Uh, it, it left it on a cliffhanger, but not a big, huge cliffhanger. Um, but left, left it on a what-the-fuck moment more than anything. Um, enjoyed the characters. Love everything about it. Um, definitely want to see it. Uh, see see it end and end on uh you know a, a peak type thing um so looking forward to it uh this season i give it probably one space piece. there's a little bit of issues but nothing that's so egregious that it just makes me want to puke type oh. thing yeah so with uh obi-wan done i should be able to catch up miss marvel and then maybe start catching up on halo gotcha uh, I caught up on Miss Marvel. I'll just wait to do that one later. So, I mean, yeah. let y'all catch up yeah, on I it. Be able to, I should be able to get that this week. I just yeah. didn't have a chance to get all of that. But uh, I won't, it doesn't, it doesn't affect the story. I will say the latest episode, they really did another amazing job of the environment mm-hmm. and the art. And, and this isn't a spoiler at all. When she is texting, how they work that into the environment. So good. Her. Yeah. Uh, they took it to a wonderful level in this most recent episode. And I actually paused and I'm like, oh, that is cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's it's, good cinematography. Yeah, they're doing a great job with that. Honestly, techni- from a technical aspect, it is absolutely amazing. I just hope it, people give it a chance to get past the sort of niche of a niche that it is. Uh, I did and see give it a chance. article that said this is the highest rated MCU uh, series so far. Yeah, I believe it's it. also got the lowest viewership, which is unfortunate because yeah. it's never fair. No, but hopefully people give it a chance. I'm trying to convince. I have a uh, one of my people at work is Pakistani, and not a huge fan of fantasy stuff. But I'm like, you should watch it if you get the chance. Right. She doesn't have Disney Plus, but I'm like, you should think about it because I think you would like it. I have a Muslim coworker who who has no, done nothing but enjoy the portrayal of everything in there with the it's exception so positive. of except the, with the exception of he goes it's all it becomes a little unrealistic because her mother never takes her shoe off <laughs> 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 like okay i'll i'll bow you on that one <laughs> um so we talk about one thing that we've all seen and but this week uh dr strange uh came out on disney plus and so I finally got to see it. Um, my overall thing, this was a very brutal MCU movie. Um, very violent. And I enjoyed it. I did have some nitpicks like John had uh, talked about, you know, the Sam Raimi type thing where you can tell this is an it, evil dead feeling. It, it's only the one scene. Correct. Every other scene where he does his horror stuff is fucking great. When, yeah. like, the camera's behind the stairs when she's during the one part and then comes out again. That is great. That is perfect, and it makes it. There's just the one scene where I'm like, this is this Evil Dead homage. It ticked me out. Of, not completely out of the movie. A little bit out of the movie. Yeah, it, it did me, too. I was like, oh, that, that's, that's an Evil Dead moment there. Okay, let's get back and, to the cool stuff. But, I mean, this yeah. one was very brutal. Um because some people were saying it should have been rated higher, and I was like, mm, no. Um, 
But I mean, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. It's not one of my favorite MCU movies, but it's still a great MCU movie. Um, yeah, we still have right. a lot of stuff going. We have a lot of things going on in the universe, so everything's wide open. Yeah, I, I didn't like it better than No Way Home. I don't think it had nearly yeah. there. It's a solid middle offering from MCU, which is yeah. fine. People make that sound like it's a bad thing. Some things no. are going to get there. I'm sorry. Their top is so fucking high. Yeah. I think the one thing that uh, that is in the back of my mind with it, though, is I feel like across Loki and Doctor Strange and Eternals and all these other things, they're putting way too many irons in the fire on the side. The, like, I'm waiting the, for other things to come into one. This, this, this one thing. I feel like they're kind of overextending and outsmarting themselves a little bit. It feels sometimes I'd like to see how it pays off. I I'd love to be wrong, but it, it sometimes it just feels like that. And I'm and still enjoying the hell out of it, but I'm just like, Ooh. yeah, I think, and I hope, I don't think they're doing one story arc. I think they're going to start doing multiples mm. and I think that's okay but I think they need to be more transparent about it. Yeah. Yeah. So people aren't trying to add it all together. This doesn't add up. Like, no, it's, we're doing multiple things. People are like, oh, multiple things. That makes it like, is this going here? Is this going here? Because mm-hmm. Loki seems like it's going directly into Spider-Man, into Multiverse of Mad- Madness, into the whole multiverse thing. Eternal seems like it's going a completely different direction. Correct. And I think that's going back to Shang-Chi with the little stuff they did teaser at the end. Right. Yeah, it'll be cool to see when they funnel everything together, whether they funnel into one big story or they funnel Mm -hmm. into like two big stories. But things of they won't they won't Avengers uh, uh, Infinity War Endgame again. No, no, I'm just saying that the the overall story will get combined Mm -hmm. up into not not that I expect to see like Loki and Eternals and all those people together, you know, like an you know an in game movie, but. In in game, you know, a cohesive story together. Yeah, and I must say again, I do like that uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Magic Madness ended on not just beating up the villain. Yeah, that's two for two for Doctor Strange. That's cool. Yeah, um, and, and I was very I was very worried about this uh, Doctor Strange too because it was like, Ooh, how are we going to do this type thing? But it, it turned out perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And this this was the first post credit scene in an MCU that I really liked and really when I got home from the theater I was like I have to look this up I'm I'm not sure what just happened and I had to go look it up <laughs> wow. so someone didn't know who Cleo was it wasn't as obvious when she appeared <clears throat> so and, and then you have the post post credit scene Bruce <laughs> Campbell's always awesome yeah. I- I was okay with that. I was yeah. like, the best thing about Sam Raimi is that he'll always bring Bruce Campbell with him. Oh, always. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yep. For I any small they could have given him a bigger role. I was I surprised they didn't him. see his brother, because Ted usually shows up in a lot of the movies, too. I, yeah, I, yeah, I didn't was, see Ted Raimi at all. If you guys don't know who Ted Raimi is, he was in Sequest and also played Joxer in Xena. That's right. Those are his biggest roles, I think. Uh, anybody have uh, anything else? He's a music too. Uh, I mean, no, I mean, I got to get some time to watch more stuff, but <laughs> with, uh, Love and Thunder coming out, yeah, we have that. Uh, I will be watching that 
not maybe not opening weekend, but soon after if I can. Yep. Uh, I'm a little. I was a little worried. I'm not the hugest fan of Ragnarok. I thought it was fun and decent, uh, but I thought that Taika Waititi made a huge mistake by humor destroying every meaningful moment in that movie. Um, but based on what he's done since between his episodes of the Mandalorian and free guy, I think he's absolutely nailed it afterwards. Yeah. So I, I'm not super worried. I just really a little, <laughs> don't look at the chat. Bane going to piss you guys off. Yeah. I, I really was a little worried. Um, how, how dare you? How dare you? <laughs> he's not a fan of that movie. He didn't, uh, he didn't like <clears throat> it. Uh, I thought it was super fun. I, I, you know, it was like Guardians of the Galaxy. Super fun. Maybe not as good as everyone said it was, but just enjoyable to watch. And what more can you ask for? You know, the movie it keeps was... me entertained from A to Z. Mm-hmm. It's good enough. Yeah. It was the best piece of immigrant song since it was released on that Led Zeppelin album too. I cannot argue with that at all. Yeah. <laughs> that whole scene was great. Um, so I do have some stuff that I am going to be watching, uh, since we're finished wrapping up, uh, the new season of Peaky Blinders came out and I've, uh, enjoyed that and it'll be interesting to see how this one goes because one of the major cast members passed away before I think they finished. And so I want to, I, I didn't even get started on it. So I'm waiting to see how that does. So other than that, um, we good. Everybody good. You guys want to talk about? Oh, the next time I'm on, I will talk about, because I'm going to dive into the Infinity Saga, which is a fan supercut of MCU leading up to Endgame in chronological order. (laughs) So, And I'm really looking forward to this. So I actually did, like, I had to say years ago, I actually did a rewatch of all the Marvel stuff up to, like, I forget where I stopped, but man, it is such an undertaking nowadays. There are so many movies. You're like, you got a pencil in a month. Like, I'm gonna watch Marvel stuff this month. This is it's 80 Marvel hours. March. Yeah, I think because it takes some of the TV shows. It has, you know, it'll cut in the scenes of WandaVision between the uh, battle in Sokovia and everything else. I mean, it just it's chronologically cut. Uh, so I'm gonna see how this goes. Good luck. Thanks. <laughs> so, all right everybody we appreciate you being on we appreciate you listening of course Slate, it's always great to have you on to talk about rpg stuff uh, we will be sending you off to ricky is not a ferret um and uh go over there go with them and uh make sure you hit the button and click a little like on there and uh show yep. them your love also uh make sure you go and check out uh big jim Slade gaming uh what are you what are you going to be streaming What's your schedule? And someone give a good uh, shout-out so for them for me. My schedule is split between my channel, Big Jim Slate Gaming, and the Pyro Club, as always. Um, this week, I will be um, probably diving back in. I picked up, with the Steam sale, I picked up the newer Pathfinder game, the Wrath of the Righteous, and awesome. started that up um, this weekend. Uh, so, And it's been... A, it's so far, it's it's a little dialogue heavy in the beginning, like most of these are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's so far fixed a lot of my complaints about Kingmaker uh, already right off the bat. Awesome. Um, yeah, I'll have a death counter, Mizzy. Don't worry. 
Uh, and I also have to finish Chicken Police. If you don't know what it is, look it up. It's awesome. Uh, and also, but also on the Pyro Club, we're going to be uh, continuing our Kobolds campaign. We're starting up a couple of new things coming up as well. And hopefully a real estate stream online sometime soon, too. We'll see how that goes. Awesome. So guys, we appreciate you coming on. If you like what you hear, like what you see, click that little follow button, and uh, you can not only follow uh, us doing the podcast, but John doing some MechWarrior online. And please take care of yourself. Please watch mm-hmm. out for each other. Step up and say something, um, especially now. Let's get to this, and let's make sure everybody's happy and safe. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. I'm Slade. Good. Everybody dance. White Irish Boston kid dancing. <laughs> <laughs> you do chair dancing. Come on. Oh, I do. I'm, that's exactly what I'm doing. Uh, chair dancing. You mean the lazy boy. <laughs>